Hanukkah, the triumph of the soul over the ego. Rabbi Ashlag teaches that a human being is a small world. This means that every event in the outside world is reflected within us. In his teaching of the Bible stories, he tells us to consider as if all the elements of the story are in one person, so that inside ourselves we have the aspect both of the children of Israel and of Pharaoh in Egypt. We have Jacob our father and Esau within us. In this way, we can also look at the story of Hanukkah as if it is happening within ourselves. As you know, the historical story of Hanukkah is the fight between the Greeks and their sympathizers, the Hellenizers, and the Jews, who wanted to live as Jews according to their faith. It was actually a fight between two different worldviews. The Greeks wanted to impose their philosophy based on rationalism and logic, whereas the Jews based their way of life on faith in God and his Torah, as given to us by divine revelation at Mount Sinai. It was an extremely hard fight. The Greeks had the upper hand in weaponry and arms. They were organised and used to conquering. Apart from that, their philosophy and modern way of life was attractive, and many Jews began to abandon the way of their fathers, following the new foreign ways imported into the country. The ensuing story of the heroic fight of the priests, led by Metatiahu, is well known. And with heroism and God's help, the few overcame the many, and the temple in Jerusalem was cleansed of the idols and restored. If we now take this story and look inside, we can find these elements within ourselves and understand the inner meaning of Hanukkah. Rabbi Ashlag, the Kabbalist, teaches us that the meaning of the name Hanukkah represents an event on the spiritual journey. Hanukkah means they encamped on the 25th. An encampment implies a stage, a temporary stop. When an army encamps, it's in order to refresh and recoup strength before continuing on. The energy of Hanukkah therefore represents a stage in our own spiritual journey, not the final destination. In order to discover more about this spiritual stage, we first will need to have a brief look to know what the journey is all about. As the sages teach us, God created the world in order to give pleasure to the created beings. This is known as the purpose of creation. And as a consequence of this purpose, was created within all the created beings the will to receive all the pleasure and good that God wants to give us. If there's no desire for the pleasure, there can be no pleasure in receiving the light. This will to receive is actually the created nature of all beings. In the Ein Sof, the level of the infinite, where the purpose of creation came forth, this will to receive was united with the light. However, in the spiritual worlds and in this world, this presence of the will to receive causes a paradoxical situation. If the 
created being, and amongst that we include the human being, uses its will to receive God's light, it will be acting in a way that is opposite in form from that of the Creator. What this means is like this. The desire of the Creator is to give benefit unconditionally. And the light which emanates from him has the same desire, the desire of giving. But when the created being uses its will to receive just for the sake of receiving, it's acting in a way that is opposite in form from that of the light. It's easy to see that giving and receiving are two opposites. If you were to take your hand and demonstrate the action of giving, you would naturally move your hand from your body outwards towards the other person. And if you wanted to demonstrate the action of receiving, you would stretch out your hand away from your body and then bring it in towards you. So the light is giving and the will to receive, that's the created nature of the created beings, is receiving. And this causes opposition of form. Opposition of form in spirituality causes separation between the two spiritual entities. If one is giving and one is receiving, they cannot be more separate. This has two consequences. Firstly, it separates the created being from the Creator. And two, the created being cannot actually receive the light of God due to the separation from it. In order to come into affinity of form with God, there has to be first what's called the tikkun of creation. It's an intermediate step. It's a stage in which the created being chooses to give instead of to receive. If he chooses to give instead of receive, then he would be in affinity of form with the light. This stage does not fulfill the purpose of creation, because the purpose of creation is in order that the created beings should be able to receive all the good that God wants to give them. Ultimately, if they are able to receive from the light, not because they want to receive from themselves, but only in order to give God the pleasure of giving, then using the vessels of receiving only for the purpose of giving benefit, they would be able to receive from God all that he wants to give and still be in unity with him. Like we said, this needs a prior stage, which is called the tikkun of creation or the correction of creation, in which first the created being learns to simply give Give unconditionally and thus be in affinity of form with the light. If we look inside ourselves as human beings, we find that within us we do indeed have two opposite elements. We have the soul whose essence is that of God's and has the desire of giving unconditionally. It wants to be in affinity of form with the Creator. We also have the will to receive, which when used in its original primal state, is the will to receive oneself alone, 
or the will to receive for the sake of receiving, and is often called in our modern times the ego. When we start to want to come to be together with God, in affinity of form with God, like God, we find ourselves in an inner battle. The two elements within us battle inside of us. We want to listen to the sound of the soul, but it's gentle and talks to us in a whisper. The voice of the ego, on the other hand, is strident and compelling. But if we're going to come into affinity of form with God, into unity with the divine, it is the voice of the soul we need to listen to. In the context of Hanukkah, we can see one aspect of the will to receive oneself alone could be considered as the Greek within us. This actually represents a very large aspect of our wills to receive. It's an aspect in which we want to receive certainty. We want to organise our lives on the basis of rationale and logic. We want to have control over our lives. Opposing that is the soul within us, the Maccabee within us, the Jew within us. The desire of the soul is faith. Faith is also an act of giving. When we have faith in somebody, we give to them our confidence. We're giving to them our trust, even before they have proven themselves. Giving to God our faith implies giving to him our energy, our hopes, our prayers, our trust. Even when we cannot see clearly the workings of his divine providence, we yearn to come to him so we can give in service to our fellow man unconditionally and we can carry out his Torah and mitzvot in faith. These are the ways that he's given to us that bring us into affinity of form with God and are considered the tikkun of the creation. As we try to listen to our soul, we often feel overwhelmed in this battle between the soul and the ego. The person feels his soul overwhelmed and he cries to God to help him, as in the words of the Hanukkah song, Hayevanim nikbutsu alai. The Greeks gathered forces against me. Indeed, without the help of God, we cannot overcome the forces of the ego. After all, it is a vessel created by God. So we need God's intervention. And this is the miracle of Hanukkah that we celebrate. The song continues, God made a miracle for those who seek to come to him. He gave them the ability to overcome the voice of the ego. And as we say in the special Hanukkah prayer, you delivered the mighty into the hands of the weak, the many into the hands of the few, the unclean into the hands of the pure, the wicked into the hands of the righteous, and the arrogant ones into the hands of those who occupy themselves with your Torah. This Hanukkah, as we mark the historical time of Hanukkah, let us also mark our inner Hanukkah and ask God to help us also deliver our ego into the hands of the soul, the arrogant into the hands of the ones who occupy themselves with the Torah.
This audio recording is brought to you from Nahorah School, established by Yadita Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Yehudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Nahorah School online. Details at www.nahorahschool.com or www.nahorahpress.com.